uh, for both in person and online, the question for us is, are you successful? Like if you were to like really just give that a thought for a moment, are you successful? Are you succeeding in life? Now, probably faster than we could even realize, our brains just did some things. Your brain started doing this, this work of trying to decipher, like, well, what, is, what, what does success even mean? What do I think about success? Well, if I'm successful, then who am I comparing myself to? So, like, did, did your brain go towards, like, comparing yourself to the brother-in-law that has the better job. Or maybe it was the, the mom in the, the mom's group who, who kind of just has it all together or, or seems like they do. Maybe for you, you, you stopped. You stopped at the self-doubt of the family that told you that you would never be successful. Maybe you went to comparing yourself to the work that others are doing in the city and it seemed to maybe be doing that work a little bit better than you. Or maybe just comparing yourself to the general opinion of politics. And do people agree with me? Am I successful there? So what this does is it begs the question, like, what is success? And, and how do we actually measure success Today And there's no limit on any of these examples, but what will most often happen is we will measure ourselves by some form of measurement that culture is handing us. And not just culture at large, though that is an aspect, if we were to say American culture, but just the cultures that you find yourself in. As every group of, of people that you associate with, there is a culture. There's a culture at Midtown. Even just two and a half years in as a, a young church plant, cement dries quickly. There's a culture. And that's great. Some of that, I'm like, how did we allow that to become part of our culture? I don't know. But we all find ourselves circulating week in, week out, day in, day out, and it's like swimming in water. The challenge is that you don't know you're swimming in water until you actually go upstream and feel some resistance. You know the story of the two fish? Like they're just swimming along, having a conversation, and this wise, older fish swimming beneath them, coming in the opposite direction, asks, hey, how's the water up there? And both fish just kind of look at each other, and they keep swimming, and then eventually one says, what's water? And I think we can find ourselves like that a lot of times. There's, there's a culture that we operate in, and we really don't notice it when we're going with the culture. But once we put the brakes on, once we put our foot down, once we move out of that culture into a new one, we actually sense, oh, there's some cultural things in which I am operating in or what I've adopted. So I wonder again, when's the last time you actually sat down and you asked how you're measuring whether you're successful or not? To pause and to ask the questions around the culture that you're operating in. And... Is that the only question we should be asking ourselves if we want to experience life in the fullness with God? So, Paul, uh, he was a, a follower of Jesus, an early church leader, a church planter. 
He wrote a number of the letters found in our New Testament, the second half of the Bible. He was a, a very successful person in a lot of ways. And um, it seems like as he wrote things, which we're going to be, one of them is in Galatians. So over the next six weeks, we're going to journey through the book of Galatians, just chapter by chapter, just sticking to a theme that God is bigger than our background. As Paul pulls these things out in the context that he finds himself in and offers us to ask the same question, the things that we come from, the families of origin, the ways that we grew up, our early formations, what's happening around us. Because I know in my own soul, I tend to try to make God in my own image. He likes the things that I like. He doesn't like the people that I don't like. I mean, we, just, we start to kind of view God in the way that we view God. But I think God's bigger than that. So can he be bigger than our background? And in all of Paul's success, from church planning to writing to leading, he seemed to think that this same question was applicable. In Galatians 1.10, he says this, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. A little, little juxtaposition that he's, he's put together there. Right there at the end. I, if I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. I wonder how much of your and I's success is determined by pleasing other people. Meaning I, I'm successful when I am liked, when people agree with me, when people find value in, in what I have to say, when I find value in people looking up to me, when I'm in line with the cultural values of those around me and I'm not experiencing friction. See, successful Paul seems to think that when I'm pleasing other people, I cannot please I cannot follow Jesus wholeheartedly if I'm trying to find success in our culture. He then continues in, in verse 13. For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church of God and tried to destroy it. I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people and was extremely zealous for the traditions of my father's. One question that came up for me is, do you have a previous life? Do you have a previous life? In any way, shape, or form. And whatever it might have looked like, I bet it wasn't as bad as Paul's. My assumption, at least. See, when Paul says that he was advancing in Judaism, he's saying that he found a crazy amount of success in persecuting and killing Christians, people who were beginning to follow the ways, the life, the teachings of Jesus. He was finding success. He was, he was rising among the ranks. He was growing beyond those who had gone before him, those that were older than him. He was finding success in killing people. How crazy is that? Like, just barbaric. But was it that crazy? If Saul was finding success, rising the ranks of his religious culture in the first 
century. Was it that crazy? See, to us it is. 2,000 years later, we look at it and say, this guy was an animal. Thank God God met him and he converted to Christianity, right? We see kind of this, here he was then, here he is after Christ story, a story of heroics, that he has, he has turned his life around. But to the cultural waters that he was swimming in, he was doing everything he should be doing because he was just being zealous for the traditions of his fathers. He was operating in what culture found the success. So could you be finding success right now? That may be success in the eyes of culture, but is not in line with the Spirit of God. Could you be finding success right now? Could you be striving for success right now? But it may not be of the Spirit of God. As I look back on my life, um, I've found a lot of success. Found a lot of success. Um, I think from early formations, from personality, um, just my social position, where I stand as a white male, uh, privilege. I mean, you just look at all the things. I have found a lot of success in my life challenge is I found a lot, of, a lot of success outside of God's spirit. From the earliest years out of insecurity, I just, I needed friends. I found ways to get into different circles. I had like 10 friend groups that I would operate in and out of. And each friend group had a different culture. They had a different culture of how to define success. So from early on, that may have been telling off-color and racist jokes. That may have been getting in fights. It eventually led to promiscuity being celebrated. In college, it became success was the nights that you came to remember because you drank so much and you had to laugh about it because people told you about it the next day. And I could go on and on and on and on and on. Signing a professional soccer contract. You find this new place where you're trying to leverage and use your new popularity and this thing of power that you have and influence. I mean, just throughout the years, I was just, this week, I was just looking back on so many different points of success. Was all of it bad? Absolutely not. Was I a terrible person in all of it? Absolutely not. But so much of my success led to destruction of relationships, of others, of my own soul, my family. Like over and over and over again. But guess what? It's the water I was swimming in. I didn't know any different. Yeah, sometimes I knew different. But like that's what was popular. I would do one thing and someone celebrates it and says, oh, this is what you like. Okay, I'll continue to do it. I will do whatever it takes to find success in a culture that values and pushes us into success. But here's a few things I learned. One, it's never enough. There is always more. No matter how much you have, no matter how often you get it, whatever it is, there is always more. Second, it's always changing. Culture's telling you one thing today, it's telling you something tomorrow, and a month from now, it's different. You cannot keep up with finding success at the rate in which culture continues 
to change. And lastly, it creates an us first them. Oftentimes, for me to succeed means someone else needs to lose. Or my success is pinned against those people over there. Or because I start to see things one way and culturally that's adopted, those that are on the other side are now my enemy. Over and over and over again, success can become something that continues to divide. I feel like someone successful summed it up pretty well once. Madonna. She said this, I have an iron will, and all of my will has always been to conquer some horrible feeling of inadequacy. I push past one spell of it and discover myself as a special human being, and then I get to another stage and, then, and think I'm mediocre and uninteresting. Again and again, my drive in life is from this fear of being mediocre, because even though I've become somebody, I still have to prove that I'm somebody. My struggle has never ended and it probably never will. But isn't this what propels us into these narrow cultural views? Because once I start to, to fill this sense of inadequacy, I find my lane and I go hard-pressed into it. Right? I start to find the affiliations or the groupings or the ways in which people agree with me. And I'm going to keep going there because I'm getting some self-validation that's filling this this deep inadequacy that's inside of me. And we move more and more and more and more narrow. Our culture continues to become not just polarized, but fragmentized. And we find our little sex in which we, 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 we find success and then we stay there. And it's never enough and it's always changing and it's creating an us versus them. What happens in this, because I know it, is I abandon myself. I abandon myself and I abandon the life that God is calling me to in the way that he views success, oftentimes to fill any void of inadequacy. So I want to do this. Let's pause. Um, and we're going to divide life into four buckets just for the purpose of this morning. There's many buckets. Um, but I'd be curious, if you were to sit right now and, and look at this image, ask God to highlight to you in what areas of your life right now May you be striving for cultural success. Where are you looking for it? Where are you striving for it? And where may you not even notice it? And now to drive a little bit more clarity. How may God's spirit be asking you to transcend that cultural success this morning? And I'm going to ask us to be bold and in person. You can share a little bit with the person next to you online. You'll be able to fill into the chat. But again, just sit with this. How may God's spirit be asking you to transcend cultures in which you find yourself this morning.
So let's just take two minutes. If you're online, go ahead and just fill up the chat as much as you would like to. You can stay very general and just name some of those topics. Um, Stephen, you can even just put that chart back up in case people want to grab any of those words. Um, or feel free to get a little bit more specific. And then same thing in the room. Just whoever's next to you or around you, you don't need to get up. Um, you don't need to completely turn. Just nice and comfortable, kind of who you came with or, or who's close that's now with someone else. So just spend, let's just spend a minute, a minute or two, just kind of a little conversation. What stood out to you? Good, good, good. Okay, now, here is a challenge in all of this, a challenge. Um, in different ways, I still wrestle with this today, constantly, week in, week out. I joked with uh, Denise and Andrew this morning. Denise had commented on my shirt and how the brown buttons matched my shoes. And I said instantly, yeah, because I like to find success in the clothes that I wear. <laughs> like, I mean, it's the smallest things. I have adopted a way and a cultural view of how I want to dress. I mean, this informs our buying decisions, the way we spend our time, who we hang. I mean, it, is, it runs deep, very, very deep. And this happens in good things. I mean, like this morning, I wrestle with, what does it look like for my sermon to be successful? And I constantly have to lay that down, every single week, like multiple times, even like right now, <laughs> like in the midst of it, right? I constantly wrestle with, what does it look like to be a successful church, a successful church plant? Well, the challenge is you got to ask which culture is writing the church planning book. Right? Like, I mean, it just changes. Like, there, there's no degree in which we just, it's just, it's buttoned up and it's perfect, even in good things. So this does beg the question for you and I, is success a bad thing? Is success in and of itself inherently bad? I would think not. I mean, we see plenty of people throughout the people of God who had success. We even see people who God gave success to. We see this over and over and over again. Even Saul, after becoming Paul, he found success. But his success changed, didn't it? See, he goes on and he travels for a bit, and he's compelling us as the reader to, to trust his letter that his transformation was legit. So anyone that is reading this, he's like, hey, this, this is for real. Things have changed. And he says this in verse 22. I was personally unknown to the churches of Judea that are in Christ. So essentially, he was a nobody in this sense. They only heard the report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. So I think what, some of the things we see in this is that cultural success promotes self. Spiritual success transcends self. Man, we can promote ourselves all day long in so many different ways. You have every right to. Do you actually want to transcend yourself? Do you want to transcend the only things that you're just left to on your own? The ways in which you're striving and trying to find success. Do you want to be free from that? What it starts to look like is it gets wonky. You're not going to agree fully with your politi political party. 
There's absolutely no chance. You may not become the most popular in your CBO world, community benefit organization. You'll probably buck the system of a liberal, progressive, West Coast worldview. Your sexual ethics may stick out like a sore thumb to those who are in the growing popularity of polyamorous relationships amongst millennials. Your view of masculinity will differ from your blue-collar workforce. It goes on and on and on and on and on. Cultural success promotes self. Spiritual success transcends self. Paul eventually writes in Galatians what a life transformed by the Spirit of God begins to look like. We know it as the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the kind of things that will push against the cultural waters that you and I are swimming in over and over and over again. But through that pushing, if we can press into the uncomfortability of it, we will transcend what cultural success is defining us to be and how it's telling us to operate. And the most beautiful thing I think that starts to happen is that as, as, we, as we start to take these, thing, these things on over a, a long, slow journey of transformation and following the ways of Jesus, is that we then start to transcend what culture is defining as a success, and then we actually start to become the bridge between different cultural views. We can actually associate with people who think differently than me, who vote differently, who walk differently, who live in different areas. I mean, like, you just keep going. And again, over and over again, they start to notice success. But like they did with Paul, what do they notice? They notice God through him. That it actually starts to transcend the things that I'm limited to in my own ways. And this is the life that God offers us in Jesus. Over and over and over again. And I know, I need it over and over and over again. This week my prayer was, God have mercy on my soul. Because the fight for success is constant. Everywhere I look, I want to find success. Or on the flip side, you might find yourself everywhere you look, you're being told you're not successful. So here is the beautiful turning point for Paul, and we'll end on this. Go all the way back to verse 15. He said, he's telling us about his previous life, how he was transcending through the ranks of Judaism by killing people. He says, but when God, that moment right there, but when God, but when God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. My immediate response was not to consult any human being. Paul went from doing everything that his culture was celebrating him for to finding life in Jesus. And the last thing he did was to actually consult someone else. Now we can break that down in a hundred ways. Doesn't mean you don't go around and ask people and talk to people and you know, get a pinch, but are you willing to follow the life that Jesus is inviting you to? 
even if that means not finding success and conforming to what is popular within culture. Because only in that do I believe we find fullness in Jesus. So from this, maybe, maybe not, you've identified the ways in which you're trying to gain success. Can we slow down? Can we let God do something within us that points these areas out and then invite us to success through his spirit? Whatever we might be trying to find success in, and it may not be bad. <laughs> like, hear me say that. I think this room should be full of success. Absolutely no question. It's just going to look different, and it's going to cost you something. But in that, Jesus is opening himself up to you in so many ways, to you and I. So may we be open to that. May we be confronted by life with Jesus. And may we be willing to swim against the cultural waters. Because Jesus says it is worth it. It is worth it. Why don't we go ahead and stand?